In today's episode, 30 bikers descend on an 8-year-old's lemonade stand. Skid lids, are they on or are they off? More electric ride nonsense. Hello to everyone in the vast reaches of cyberspace. Welcome to our fourth episode of the Low Side Lowdown, the show where we catch up on what's hip and happening in the motorcycling world. I'd like to start off by apologizing for this podcast being posted slightly later than we usually do. This has been due to some technical difficulties that we've experienced during recording, some of which may still be apparent in this podcast. Let's start off with one of those heartwarming stories that makes us feel all gooey inside. Both Fox News and CNN reported on the Milwaukee Iron Motorcycle Group pulling up to an 8-year-old's lemonade stand. The large group of bikers couldn't resist a cold glass of lemonade and the opportunity to surprise a little girl and a mother. As it turns out, the mom of the little girl is a nurse in Indiana who rushed to the aid of some of the bikers who were involved in an accident a year prior. Later on, she reached out to the group on social media to check on those bikers that were injured in the accident, all of whom made full recoveries. The parties kept in touch over social media. This is also where the bikers got word that the little girl's lemonade stand had rained out initially. Plans were set in motion for the stand to be reopened the following week when the group would be in the area. So when the stand reopened, 30 bikers showed up to show their support, including some of those that were involved in the accident. I genuinely love stories like these. This is a side of bikers that TV doesn't make famous. This is a side of bikers that everyone deserves to see. Not every biker is a bad guy. Stories like this prove that there are good people still in this world and that some of those good people wear leathers. Moving on to the Daily Times have posted a satirical piece regarding the use or disuse of skid lids, brain buckets or just plain old fashioned helmets. The piece mainly points out at a fictional you and how de-skinned and de-brained you would be if you were the unfortunate rider that chose to leave behind the leathers and your bucket. It also points out or begs the question whether the universal helmet law should be reinstated. Here's my take and by all means note that I'm addressing this from a completely personal perspective. I live in a country where wearing a helmet is mandatory when operating a motorcycle on public roads. The style of the helmet is not prescribed, but it should be considered a helmet. I preferred, and still do prefer, full face helmet, and here's why. About seven years ago, I had a bad low side in wet weather. In the drop, my head made contact with the curb. Long story short, I had to have an arm in a sling, replace a helmet, and fix a bike. But my head made it out perfectly fine. I get that helmets are hot and sweaty but one can never underestimate the protection given by a proper helmet. And here we are back on my favorite topic, electric bikes. Zero Motorcycles unveiled their 2020 e-bike lineup. Included in the lineup is a DSR Black Forest Edition. The model adds three lockable cases, an accessory bar, handguards, and a headlamp cover to the base DSR. The range on the bike is about 157 miles or 252 kilometers per charge. 
or 196 miles or 115 kilometers if you decide to add the power tank add-on. Prices for the model start around $18,995, which amounts to 282,000 Rand at the time of recording. Other bikes in the lineup are mainly refreshes of previous models, squeezing a little less money from your pocket or a little more range out of the batteries. On this topic, John Cassidy from the Irish Times asked the question, can an electric bike still spark the interest of an old school biker? The piece is written as a review of the new Zero DS and the writer's experience testing an electric bike after being an old school gas burner rider himself. Cassidy also touches on the point that I had noted in a previous podcast, that zero emissions are more dependent on where your electricity comes from than what the vehicle does with it. From the onset, he doesn't write the review with particular excitement at the prospect of testing an electric motorcycle. But it turns out that it seems to be a decent ride once you get used to the fact that some of the normal riding levers, such as the clutch and the gear shifter, are omitted from the design. It turns out the writer enjoyed his stint on the DS. But he does note some drawbacks which I elaborate on. The first of which is range anxiety. That's a little voice in the back of your head asking you, are you really going to make it on the charge your battery has left? Although they are electric motorcycles with ranges greatly exceeding that of their gasoline-powered counterpart, this anxiety still sets in because of another drawback that electric bikes offer, charging time. In the article, it's noted that the DS charges to 95% in 9.3 hours from the wall outlet or 2 hours from a charging station. This is an incredibly long time to be effectively stranded at a location when you didn't plan on stopping there on your trip. In comparison, filling a tank of gas takes up all of 10 minutes if you include the time it takes you to pay and gear up again. The next part is completely subjective, so there is a 100% certainty that there are people who would disagree with me on the point. An electric motorcycle has another quite considerable drawback, being sound. I love the way motorcycles sound, and I love the way you can manipulate a motorcycle's sound. A good sounding motorcycle is to me what a squirrel is to a dog. I will stop whatever it is that I'm doing and chase it down. But this sound quality is completely lost on an electric motorcycle as there is no engine and in turn no engine means no sound. The electric fly buzz doesn't really do it for me. I want to end this episode on a little bit of a tidbit for a million dollar idea. I'm going to pitch this to whoever is listening and hope that they cut me in on the profits. This will be a big hit amongst the diehards who can't let go of their gasoline engine sounds. Here's my idea. An aftermarket sound emitter for electric bikes. You know, something that makes that new Harley live wire sound more like a proper Harley. Before we end off this episode, I'd just like to take a moment to ask everyone listening that uh, if they like the podcast, please subscribe to it. You are welcome to subscribe to it on a vast majority of uh, platforms that are listed on our Anchor page. 
for those of you who'd like to be part of our show, there is a voice note link on our anchor page. Feel free to leave a voice note and we will play these that we receive at the end roll of every episode. Thanks again for all your support. And for you guys who would prefer to read up more of our stories, you are welcome to check out our blog, which we will have linked in the show notes below. And on that note, ride safe and enjoy the journey.